This podcast contains mature content, explicit language, suggestive situations, and partial to full frontal nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Don't let your kids listen to this. Oh, guys. What a roller coaster ride. My goodness. We're back, man. This is a cinephobe. Are you in the bathroom? Right oh, did it did it switch uh, the mic off? You sound, <laughs> it sounds like that time we did radio and you were in the bathroom taking a shit. The acoustics. <laughs> What a time. Bathroom stall. Man, what a time that was of him with a towel on his head. <laughs> over my head. Trying to shit while we're doing live radio. <laughs> because I'm trying to kill, like, dampen the, the, the echo, the echo sound. <laughs> I said, if I have, like, a towel over me, that, that provides some. Didn't work. And it just sounded so bad. I would be a miss, man. You know, I just finished listening to the Super Troopers episode. Yeah. With Ian Carmel, which was hilarious. Great episode. I am a virulent and powerful racist. That has to be an intro version four. It has to be, yeah. The other thing was, speaking to Ian, have you guys seen what, he, what he's been tweeting, what he's done with his Twitter account? Great stuff. Unfortunately, he went back to his name. And so now I'm just, <laughs> but oh man, what a ride that was. What was your favorite one? The last one? The Fiddler? Oh, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, why was... <laughs> Ask yourself why the Fiddler's on the roof in the first place. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, I said the roof is flat. <laughs> Speaking of roofs, I don't understand how the roof in this diner works at all. Yeah. I... <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. I was so confused <laughs> so much of this movie. They barricaded the shit out of the front door and ordered up the windows and everything. And then there's just a hatch in the roof that, like, two people guard. There's just a hatch? <laughs> they didn't even need a barricade shit. Well, they didn't even block off the windows, really. Yo, shout out to Maze for bringing this up. Maximum overdrive. Again, just drive it through the, like, yeah. just drive Same it note. The Same note, too, as <laughs> maximum run. overdrive. You can just run it. Like, you don't have to worry. What are you waiting for? <laughs> I didn't see any road twitch there that you might run over. <laughs> no road twitches. No, not a road twitch to be found. This is twitchless. Now, I thought Audrey might become some road twitch at some point. It's important to see the transition. You want to watch the process. Oh, yes, there was. There was a point where I thought. I thought, but we did get the guy getting hit by a car. Like, there's a lot of a lot of similarities, right? It's chock full of callbacks, <laughs> like <laughs> almost to the point where you have to think it's intentional. But then, right, makes it more confusing. Right? Did he sell this movie as so? I want to do Maximum Overdrive again, but God, <laughs> but this time they're angels. It's not a weird comet dust. It's God. You got to deliver it like Paul Bettany delivers every line in this movie. Oh Jesus Christ! I want to do Maximum Overdrive again. Okay, so like a bunch of cars? No, angels. Angels. <laughs> and guess what? That's Cobra Formula. That's how it's done. Let me tell you something. The five horsemen for this episode, boys, we got ourselves a horse race. I mean, it's a Royal Rumble of five horsemen. Oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> has a chance to win this thing. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming... More concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? What story? 
What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast we break down movies you're afraid to admit you love. Zach Harper, that's Amin Al-Hassan. That's Anthony Mays, part of the Levitard and Friends Network for Meadow Lark Media. Top of the Lark, that's where you find us. Right at the top of the Lark. We're asking for reviews. 5305 on Apple Podcasts right now. Really? Slow down. We do have some good Cinephobe soldiers out there doing our work. By going to stores and really just hitting that subscribe. Apple Homeland, 20 reviews. This is a novel that they left us. Each review is a solid paragraph. Some good reading, some light reading. <laughs> I also love the trend of people <laughs> responding to the political text. That's fantastic. Like the, what's in a phone? Oh, you guys want me to engage? You want to retweet? Send me those things. I will retweet every single one of those. Absolutely. It makes it so funny. Leave a review, five stars, say whatever you want. Go to every Apple store you can find. Leave it on all those devices. Road to 20,000 or the pod's over by the end of 2023. Simple as that. If you have a submission, make sure you submit it. Just needs to be 40% or lower on the Rotten Tomatoes audience or critic score. It's November. It's Catholic month. You reap what you sow. They started us off by wrestling with our emotions with Nacho Libre. Now it's Amin's turn. It's my turn, Amin says. <laughs> He's going with the 2010 action fantasy horror Legion. Supernatural action horror. Mm. Hmm. I like that one. More supernatural than fantasy? Probably, right? I think that's a toss up there. I mean, they're kind of the same thing, right? You couldn't just use God? Religious? Religious, yeah. I mean, Left Behind was apocalyptic thriller, so wasn't it an apocalyptic action horror? Well, they made sure not to say it was the apocalypse in this movie. Didn't they? A guy on the radio did, and someone's like, he's like, nah, it's not an apocalypse. It's, uh... Rock did too. Rock straight up asked Bethany whether there was an apocalypse, and I was surprised that none of the characters asked to clarify what apocalypse means, if it means anything to anyone here. Rock, you read the Bible. What is apocalypse? Look, he's not going to be dehumanized into saying what the apocalypse is. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm an ominist. <laughs> Will that still be a thing? Is that going to still be a relevant reference a week from now? But this story's never ending. <laughs> it's never ending, but there's a full week for more quotes to develop. Oh, for sure. What a fantastic episode of Basketball Illuminati, by the way. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, just please make it stop. No. Stop with the shtick. Please. <laughs> no more shtick. Legion stars Paul Bettany, Lucas Black, and Tyrese Gibson. 
a Fast and Furious franchise is going on here? Which one is Lucas Black? Come on. The stupid one. Jeep. Oh, oh my God, Jeep. <laughs> His name is going to change a lot throughout my notes, just to warn you. Let me just say right now, I have a note where I said, oh, dear God, please tell me I packed the kazoo. <laughs> All right. Bettany is the voice of Jarvis in all that Marvel shit. He was in the Da Vinci Code. He's in a movie called Priest. Also eligible this month. Is it Catholic month or is it Paul Bettany month? I wondered. <laughs> and he's in the Avengers stuff as, what is it, Vision? Yeah, Jarvis gets turned into Vision. He's also in Beautiful Mind, Master and Commander, Wimbledon. Lucas, you know from Friday Night Lights, the movie, Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, Furious 7, F9, The Fast Saga, and 125 episodes of NCIS New Orleans. Funny enough, as soon as this movie ended for me today, I turned on the cable, I started going around to see what was on, and there was an episode of NCIS New Orleans that was on USA or something. I was like, what are the odds? Perfect. Tyrese, you know, from Too Fast, Too Furious, Baby Boy, Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, Fate of the Furious, F9, The Fast Saga, and Morbius. It's just cinephobe. Legion also has Adrian Palicki, Charles S. Dutton, and John Tenney. Adrienne was in the TV show version of Friday Night Lights. She's in G.I. Joe Retaliation. She is Miss Perkins in John Wick. And she's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Charles S. Dutton, repeat offender from A Low Down Dirty Shame. I wish I knew how to quit you. You know Tenny from Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home, The Phantom, and he's a repeat offender as one of the brothers in The Green Lantern. Repeat offender Kevin Durand from Smoke and Aces and Primal. I wish I knew how to quit you. Repeat offender Kate Walsh from Honest Thief. Dennis Quaid from Frequency, Any Given Sunday, and he's a repeat offender from Movie 43. I wish I knew how to quit you. Jeanette Miller, repeat offender from Four Christmases. That's the grandma. Repeat offender Doug Jones from The Watch. We have Danny Pierce, repeat offender from Venom, 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 Swordfish, and Lawnmower Man. Repeat offender Francisco Paramos from Batman vs. Superman on Justice Ultimate Edition. And repeat offender Z. Ray Wakeman from Gearfest. There's a British white kid named Django Marsh in this movie. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd bring him up. Django Marsh. Spelled just like the movie. Small cast in this one. I love a small cast movie. What a small cast for Nacho Libre. Small cast that's filled with repeat offenders. Legion is written and directed by Scott Stewart. Scott is known for directing Priest and Dark Skies. Also, a two-part pilot for a show called Defiance and a pilot for a show called Dominion, which is apparently based on Legion. It's a spinoff set 25 years after Legion. So is this just in case they couldn't get the sequel done? Because they set this thing up for a franchise. Yes, they did. Yeah, I guess he had to take his idea and pedal it to the sci-fi channel to get it done. Yeah. He was also a visual effects artist on Mars Attacks, The Lost World, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Sin City, and a bunch more. He's a co-founder of The Orphanage, a prolific VFX house from 2001 to 2010. He also gets writing credit for 21 episodes of Dominion, which apparently had 21 episodes. Peter Schenk was a writing credit here. He also gets writing credits for Dominion and a short called Gotham Cafe. Peter's also repeat offender. I wish I knew how to quit you. For being associate film editor on Suburban Commando and was an editor on Future Cinephobe Barbed Wire. So we got a VFX guy and an editor teaming up to make this movie. Spoiler alert, they did it. <laughs> Synopsis for Legion. When a group of strangers at a dusty roadside diner comes under attack by demonic forces, their only chance for survival lies 
with the archangel named Michael, who informs a pregnant waitress that her unborn child is humanity's last hope. Are they demonic? No, because they even cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, because he asked, like, demons? No. Angels. Yes. <laughs> he should only be allowed to speak in one word answers. <laughs> in Cobra formula. Yes. Also. <laughs> Tagline, when the last angel falls, the fight for mankind begins. No, that's not what happens. No, that's not at all what happens. He was the first angel that fell, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only tagline, so we got to live with that one. Okay. <laughs> so they got it wrong, and they're just like, fuck it. We don't care. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Kate Walsh, you got it wrong. $26 million estimated budget. It grossed $40.1 million U.S. and $67.9 million worldwide. That's a hit. A modest hit. Before we jump into this movie and you listen to the rest of this podcast, Legion is available on Stars, HBO Max. All of it. I got it on Spectrum TV. Yeah. On demand. It's only happened a couple of times in Cinephobe history. Yeah. Where it's like, where's this movie available? Everywhere. Just whatever. Just turn on your TV. It's on right now. It's there. Legion receives 20% from the critics on 106 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 31% from the audience on over 250,000 ratings. Amin, would you like the positive or the negative reviews? I'm a glass half full kind of guy. The positive. Hey, John. That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Rob Gonzalez of Rob's Movie Vault. The movie takes its absurdity very, very seriously, but somehow it retains the vibe of the sort of flick used to encounter in the video store in a lurid, battered clamshell case. I don't know if that's the explanation I would use or the description I would use, but there was a point in this movie where I'm like, yo, man, I didn't know they still made movies like this deep into the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, this is 2010. It had a very 80s action throwback vibe to it. I agree with you, but I wonder how much of that is colored by us watching Maximum Overdrive. Well, it's not just Maximum Overdrive, though. I do love a, everyone stranded at a diner or a gas station or something just out in the desert. Just out in the middle of nowhere. Have you ever seen Bait with uh, Jamie Foxx? Yeah, Bait's great. That's another great one, yeah. File. Yeah, I think it's eligible. Keith Eulich of Time Out. Call it Assault on Manger 13. (laughs) Clever. You know what? Maybe. I'm going to love it. Dave White of Movies.com. I really enjoyed this stupid movie. Ouch. Rob Humanic of Projection Booth. Oh, the Humanic key. A few minutes shorter and an ending that doesn't outright quote the beginning of the movie, and we might have had something here. <laughs> Not really that positive. Yeah. Abby Bernstein of If Magazine. Paul Bettany is a de-winged angel, and Dennis Quaid is a rural business owner in this up-and-down riff on subject matter covered in prophecy, Terminator, and Supernatural, to name a few precedents, mostly confined to a diner. Rural business owner is a funny way to describe Dennis Quaid. David Edwards of Daily Mirror. Despite the religious trappings, Legion is an old-fashioned shoot 'em up with satisfying gunfights, a yeah. pacey plot, and barely a dull moment. Yeah. Dumb fun. Yeah. You got it, David Edwards. Nigel Andrews of Financial Times. Oh, he did a voice. I haven't had more fun since eight-legged freaks. <laughs> Features in info. Nigel's not Australian, man. What? That was British. Eight-legged freaks. <laughs> What was that? Matthew Turner of View London. Turner and Hooch. Entertainingly trashy thriller elevated by strong performances and some gleefully over-the-top moments. Brandon Judell of Culture Catch. Oh, easy there, Zach. Hold on. I'd just like to say 
without any context, that I am strongly against anti-Semitism, and I stand with my Jewish brothers and sisters. Goofily entertaining, especially when the cast isn't speaking, this rip-roaring blasphemous <laughs> diversion is worth a gander or two, especially for those who enjoy bug attacks, exploding crucified humans, grossly expandable limbs, and loads of gunfire. I agree. Less talking would have made this movie better. <laughs> I disagree. I could have used a lot more from these people trying to deliver lines. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Within Jeep and, and Bettany? Oh my gosh, Jeep. Oh my God. I love Lamp. <laughs> that should have been his name. <laughs> you know he was a kid in Sling Blade, right? No way. Lucas Black? Yeah. Have you seen how they try to put him in Furious 7? Yes. But make it look like he hasn't aged since Tokyo Drift? Yes. The amount of hair dye, I mean. I can't even explain to you the amount of hair dye that they put in there and try to iron out the wrinkles on his face. It's fucking stunning. Is it a flashback scene? No, it's because of the fucked up continuity of the Fast and Furious timeline. Yeah, there's some continuity issues. Wait, so Tokyo Drift happens in the future? Tokyo Drift, by the way, the only Fast and Furious I've ever seen. It happens between six and seven. So it happens in the future? Yes. When it came out, they were depicting a future. But they didn't know it yet. Jen Yamato of Movies.com. Anne Rice was right. Angels are just as hot and just as deadly as those bloodsuckers from Twilight and True Blood. Hotter? No! This isn't like a horny angel movie. Well, hold on there. I'm sorry, what? Yo, pump the brakes there, Maze. We'll get to that (laughs) scene as well. Cam Williams of Sly Fox. Free Cam. It's a wonderful life where every time you hear a whelp ring out, Another angel gets its head blown off. <laughs> Is that whelp with an H? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whelp? Whelp. <laughs> Andrew Wright of The Stranger, Seattle, Washington. Sometimes when I'm alone, I sit on my hand, wait till it gets numb and masturbate. I call that a stranger. Have you ever given yourself a stranger? What? A stranger. Yeah, yeah. Has at least a semi-awareness of the ridiculous hooey it's slinging. A uh, a B-movie that's almost as much fun to laugh with as it is to laugh at. Note, I did say almost. Is it a B-movie when it has this much star power? No, not at all. B-movie script? Charles S. Dutton has never been in a B-movie. That's not true. (laughs) Name one. Okay, let's go to the old Charles S. Dutton. What about Carter High? What? What about the perfect guy? <laughs> what? What about what Lola wants? No. That's the last three. Those are all A-list movies. <laughs> what about a novel romance, the TV movie? That's not a B movie. That's a TV movie. Those are completely different. Hallmark Channel. That's lower than a B. Why did you say Hallmark Channel? Hallmark. <laughs> Why did you put the emphasis there? On the wrong syllable. <laughs> Hallmark Channel. Frank Sheck of Hollywood Reporter. Live Sheck West, yeah, I'll die Sheck West. A ridiculous piece of hokum that is far more fun than it has a right to be. Corey Hokum. Hokum smash. <laughs> Edward Douglas of comingsoon.net. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> While it's hard to give the movie a wholehearted recommendation, Legion is better than it should have been due to Stewart's attempts to not make it into just another high-concept video game existing merely to set up a franchise. Isn't that what he tried to do? Yes, 100%. And then two user reviews. User Jonathan H, five out of five stars. Love the message of the movie. Catholic Month. What's the message? 
don't give up on humanity? Yeah. Strong disagree. Keep the faith. He said it at the end. Do you watch the fucking news, Jonathan H? That's your problem, Zach. You gave him <laughs> what he wanted. <laughs> I gave him what he needed. <laughs> and then final positive review. User Brianna L. Four and a half out of five stars. Brianna L. Oh, never mind. No. Hold this L. Yeah. I love a good anti-Christian movie. <laughs> what? This movie bumped off Dogma is my favorite anti-Christian movie. Well written and well played. I don't know if she watched the same movie we did. Yeah. I think she read the- Look, man, I thought about Dogma too, all right? But I wasn't saying, wow, Legion really took Dogma's lunch. Negative reviews. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Richard Propes of TheIndependentCritic.com. Isn't that what you say when you have a drink, like it cheers in German? Proust. Oh. Okay. Which is the other movie with Paul Bettany. <laughs> wow. Well done, Maze. I got to give you your props. Give you your props. Starts off heavenly, then quickly falls to ground. Uh, there's some validity to that. Michael Compton of Bowling Green Daily News. Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Michael. Director Scott Stewart, who also co-wrote the film, shows far too many scenes in which characters talk to try to cover up plot holes that bring the film to a grinding halt. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Mm. Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed, a bold-faced ripoff of the Terminator films. Yep, that too. Yeah, a little bit. Except instead of come with me if you want to live, we get... Save this baby. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do anything brave. <laughs> Brian Orndorff of BrianOrndorff.com. This asshole. It's a labored, darkly photographed, cringingly acted hodgepodge of fanciful geek-baked genre ideas and hideous connect-the-dots scripting. Who knew the end of the world could be such a screaming bore? Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, it was dark, though. There are some scenes that are too dark, but for the most part, I wasn't bored at all. Miguel Sapochnik on line one. Luis Keller of Urban Cinephile. Look at me, Luis! Inane dialogue, a bad derivative storyline, and evil angels make up this overblown poor man's would-be Terminator in which an exploding upside-down crucified man is one of the low points. <laughs> Just when you think the film couldn't get any worse, it does. I like that scene. First of all, the angels weren't evil, right? They're just following orders. Yeah. From God. Not Satan. God. Of course, Zach would make that point. What? Just following orders. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> From God. <laughs> Not Dolph. God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Please. Lundgren? <laughs> Young Dolph? R.I.P. Universal Soldier. File. Once again, just following orders, right? Yeah. In the universe. That's what I was talking about. What were you guys talking about? Please move on. Also, the exploding upside down crucified man is not a low point. That is a Golden Dumpster nominee. Spoiler alert. Robbie Collin of News of the World. Robbie Collin. Ah, well. At least we know Paul Bettany's mortgage is covered. <laughs> How much do you think he made for this movie? Two million? I got paid two bill to play Crash War. How does that money help you? Well, it does, because that amount is called my quote. That's my rate. So the next film I'm offered, they have to pay that same amount. Even if I do a bad job, that means as long as I'm offered even one more movie, I can get two more mil. Even if I do a bad job, they got to give me that other two bill. Sean Burns of Philadelphia Weekly. Oh, what a wacky bunch of stereotypes in this diner. There's a rich guy, a black person, and even Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Russ Braymeyer of Christianity Today. Legion has the audacity to set itself up for sequels 
without giving the audience enough compelling reason to care about this first installment. Well, how do you think the religious community absorbed this movie? Poorly. Michael, the angel, disobeying God? I'm just saying, because this review, I was like, oh, waiting for, oh, here we go. This guy's probably going to like sit on it for being blasphemous. But no, he gave actual criticisms. Yeah, I mean, that's just the excerpt. He might have talked about that somewhere else in the review, you know? All right. The premise of the movie is like, nah, God's going to kill Jesus this time before he's born. Like, it's fucking nuts. Eric D. Snyder of ericdsnyder.com. He's not going to take it. The flat middle chunk is the problem. The only thing keeping it from being a respectably stupid B-movie. Charles Dunn doesn't make B-movies. He doesn't. Look it up. I just realized something pretty incredible. Paul Bettany was in this movie after he was part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. He's just the voice of a computer. Too soon. Charles Kaplinsky of Illinois Times. My car went Kaplinsky. Legion will have you wishing for the end. Michelle Orange of Movie Line. Aren't you glad? I would prefer to think that Legion was written by a final draft program possessed by Pat Robertson's subconscious. Again, like, that's, I don't, what? I don't know. That's why I'm asking, are the religious people supposed to like this movie? Or are they supposed to hate this movie? That's a good question. Mark Savlov of Austin Chronicle. Savlov's dog. If you're really that hard up for yet another apocalypso horror show, you could do worse than renting 1995's The Prophecy, which at least had the good sense to cast Christopher Walken as the angel Gabriel. Cole Smythe of ColeSmythe.com. He will smite down with great vengeance and furious anger. There's a fumbled excuse that, quote, God got tired of the bullshit (laughs) and decided to wipe out humanity. In this regard, the audience will probably be on God's side. And that's on God. Mark Ramsey of Movie Juice. Movie what? Juice. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Just make sure. Especially at these times. I just want to point out again, I stand firmly against anti-Semitism. And I stand with my Jewish brothers and sisters. Every time an M16 with Teflon-coated bullets fires, an angel gets its wings. Ah, nice. John Bifus of Commercial Appeal, Memphis. Bite these nuts. You want them bitten? Chewed a little bit. Yeah. What? Chewed? What? Nashed? <laughs> Movies don't get much more wick wick whack than this amusingly <laughs> god awful, and yes, that's God with a capital G, horror action spectacle that alternates between outrageous camp and sober sided sanctimony as it slouches toward cable immortality. Wicky wick 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 wicky 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 wicky. Wiki, 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 wiki. Is God the bad guy in this movie? Kind of. Well, much like a certain someone in the NBA, he didn't really respond to any of the comments or questions. That's true. He didn't. All right. A couple more. Jeff Bayer of the Scorecard Review. Out of the eight characters that could save the world, I wish seven would just die and get the apocalypse over with. Who's he leaving alive? The baby. How does that work? Not the baby. The baby. <laughs> Okay, so just a baby by itself. How long is that going to work out? Well, I mean, okay, so we'll get to that. Does baby have special powers? There's a part where I'm like, wait a second, that's the solution? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Reminded me of, must have been Endgame, where Don Cheadle's like, can't we just go back in time and like, you know, (laughs) baby Thanos? (laughs) Hulk's like, that's dark. (laughs) See, why do you hate on that? You're like, these are good movies, man. No, they're not good movies. But they do have moments. Drew McWeeny of Hitflix. Oh, all right. 
Go ahead. Just because I enjoyed the Terminator doesn't mean I went f- to sit through a witless dinner theater retread of the movie featuring a cast that is capable of much better. What, 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 what? And then last one, Bob Grimm of Reno News and Review. The Grim Reaper. I'm quite confident Jesus would hate this movie. <laughs> ah, it's funny. We'll be back with Amin's first note after these messages. Amin, what is your first note? Dan... After several decades of cinephobe and several absences, it's official. Narrator voiceover exposition is back. Maze, what's your first note? We already kind of covered it, but this is minimum underdrive. Angels instead of trucks, no road twitches to be seen. My first note, you guys remember anything from the Bible? Like, do you know what John 3.16 is? No, you can't give me numbers and stuff. There are verses, obviously, that are more famous than others. Ezekiel 25.17. The path of the righteous man, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff I know. And I kind of know the general beats, right? Like, oh, what happened to Job? And what happened to Lot? Oh, he's a magician. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Illusionist. I took a biblical literature class in high school, and the only thing I remember from it is that there was this website called The Brick Testament, where somebody had gone through and animated passages from the Bible with Legos. Oh, I thought you meant they just put the Bible in a freezer. No. It's brick. Doesn't that mean cold in New York? You mean? Yes. Yes, it does. A little fucking reaction would have been nice there. Bad teammate. You sound white as hell. (laughs) Doesn't that mean cold in New York City? I didn't say, doesn't that mean cold in New York City? Does that mean cold in New York City? You really are the most devious bastard in New York City. I wish I could say it like him. I know. It makes me so happy. All right. We got some Psalms position. Psalms Charania. <laughs> Come ye children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And then we go right into narrate's position. When I was a little girl, my mother would remind me each night before bed to open up my heart to God, for he was kind, merciful, and just. Things changed when my father left a few years later, leaving her to raise me and my brothers in a little place on the edge of the Mojave Desert. She never talked of a kind and merciful God again. Instead, she spoke of a prophecy of a time when all the world would be covered in darkness and the fate of mankind would be decided. One night, I finally got the courage to ask my mother why God had changed, why he was so mad at his children. I don't know, she said, tucking the covers around me. I guess he just got tired of all the bullshit. My note is poppy talk throughout pop entertainment talk folks yeah that mom really i don't know or some shit at the bible there didn't she super duper dramatic top five dramatic intro in cinephobe history what dramatic take it easy champ why don't you stop talking for a while that plus this whole ass off scene with paul bettany i was also say three thousand miles to graceland with the scorpion fight the metal scorpion fight yeah yeah it's right there him tearing off his poncho and shaking off shaking it off shaking his shoulders the dog barking he pulls out the knife yelps out all of this all of this is super duper ass off i love it los angeles december 23rd 102 a.m thank you legion thank you that's all i need just a little time setter that's it what year is it well i don't know (laughs) present day the time is totally irrelevant we don't get hour by hour updates ever again. Well, the baby's born on Christmas, right? It's been two days. Okay. 
That's how you know he's real Jesus. So that gives him maximum time. It's Paul Bettany landing in a weird alley. He's Michael. He looks up. It's raining, crouching near a golden dumpster. He pulls out the knife. I thought he killed the dog. Also, that knife is dope as fuck. I love a knife with a loop guard on the handle. So cool. It's got tattoos on it. He's got tattoos like Christopher Lambert and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. He points the knife at the dog like the evil monkey from Family Guy. He does. (laughs) No, he cut off. Well, his bracelet went to the ground and I wondered. He cuts his wings off. I couldn't see it because it's too fucking dark. That's his halo. That's his halo? That's his halo to Philip. Man, I thought it was a house arrest bracelet. (laughs) Yeah, the halo is a shot collar in this universe. That's a fucking what? Yo, I thought I thought y'all were gonna be hyped like me. Hyped? That was some Rick and Morty shit. That's not the Bible I read. What are you hyped about? The halo fell on the ground. This motherfucker means business. That's not a halo. It is a halo. I thought that was keeping the wings on. Once I figured out he cut off his wings. No, because it starts off as like a ring of light, and then. It materializes into something solid and falls down. Oh, yeah. How stupid of me to not know the metallic ring of light that is on a, a fallen angel. You should have done like the the math when you saw that the wings are metallic, too. I thought he killed the dog for 10 seconds. I, didn't, I mean, I'm trying to catch up here. <laughs> Kyle Reese. <laughs> See the toy company. Runs in the rain. Guy inside there looks around. Michael drops down through the ceiling glass like he's Batman. Raids a first aid kit. He sews up his back. Filthy sink. I wondered why he cut off his wings. I'm like, you're in LA. Everybody takes pictures with those fucking wing murals. It really stood out. Now he's in an armory. Does that toy company have an armory in it? Yeah, that was wild. This is Matrix John Wick level. Where did he get a suit? Predator 2, El Scorpio's arsenal. And a sweet duster. He's grabbing what can only be described as a fuckload of machine guns. He spawned in Grand Theft Auto right near the gun store and just bought everything. Cops are riding around the street. What guy I call officer shithead? Yeah, this guy thinks he's Cobra. Clip it. Goddamn animals. It's like this. I'd like to take a match to this city just so I could watch all these motherfuckers burn. Just a good old boy barbecue, huh? Fresh start. That's what this place needs. Just driving around at night thinking about killing people. He takes out the finger gun and he's just shooting. Homeless people. He shoots them like they're the fucking moon. If you're going to light the whole city on fire, it's raining, buddy. That shit's getting put out. Sorry to tell you. Then a massive hole that looks like a crucifix with a thyroid condition blows through the wall. A chubby burning cross. That cross. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fucking Zion William cross. Cross with three C's, dude. You know what I thought about? The Family Guy episode. (laughs) I can't remember what the cutaway setup was, but the joke is there's this fat Hispanic child named Diabito. <laughs> Diabito. <laughs> I thought about the cross having diabetes <laughs> type two. Mays do not leave that in. <laughs> yeah, but Nacho Libre is offensive. Got it. All right. It happens all right in front of the cop car. Michael walks out. Cops get out of the car. These drums and chanting are pretty intense. man down it started there isn't much time shut the fuck up and drop the bags turn the fuck around officer shithead ass, ass off, off. Yeah. he's fantastic and he went from ass on in the car yeah to ass off when he starts convulsing he puts his hands on his head turns around as he's about to get cuffed 
Michael takes the cop down, grabs his gun, puts it to his head, take the shot, Burton. And I've always wanted to be in this situation. Where you're the one shooting or you're the one with the gun to your head? I'm the one shooting. You don't want to be the one telling your partner. No. no if I had the gun to my head, I'd be like, you better put that shit down. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you dare pull this fucking trigger. All of a sudden, obviously shit that starts convulsing, shaking wildly. His face is changing. He's turned into a demon with fucked up shark teeth. Teeth like a dolphin. <laughs> Clip it, Maze. Oh, damn. Oh, oh my damn. Little ass teeth. Oh, got dolphin teeth. Ask Michael what he's doing. These weren't your orders. No. Following my, my own, own orders, orders now. now. Oh, man. Then you will die along with the child. Burton, you fucking know this guy? <laughs> this is the part where I, my note is, fuck, Chelney just scared the shit out of me. Because I was waiting to go on radio and... Chelsea just starts talking loud as shit, like right in the middle of that silent oh, kind of shit. staring part. Yeah. I'm like, ah, like, damn it, man. <laughs> I had to turn off the audio on the Zoom there. Officer Shithead shoots his partner, starts firing at Michael. He Hasselhoff rolls out of the way. He shoots the demon cop and takes the car. As he drives away, all the lights progressively click off. Lucas Black wakes up sweating. You guys ever wake up sweating like that? Like not sick? Yeah. I've never like had a nightmare where I wake up sweating. I mean, I have. I have. Bitch. <laughs> he looks at this sign it says paradise falls and i said ain't no paradise ain't no falls ain't no paradise of falls he's gonna trail in the desert wait is his name fucking jeep hey jeep did i just read and hear that correctly when jeep opens his mouth and talks i said lewis pinnock award lock it in i don't give a shit what happens after this that's just his fucking voice oh no that's his real voice i mean he doesn't do a different voice other than that really yes that's the whole thing no way clip in him as a kid talking to sling blade it's the same voice mama's real good but i wish i had both of them we went to memphis in the car one time it was raining so hard we couldn't see the road but I wasn't scared, because as long as Nettie was driving, I thought nothing can happen to us. That's the way I feel about Mama now. No way. This is how Lucas Black talks. Yes, that's just his voice. I swear to God. He continues to talk, and they have a conversation. This is where I went, God, I hope I brought my kazoo. <laughs> he apologizes to Charlie for waking her up after she stepped outside to ask if he's okay. It wasn't you. He's been kicking up a storm all night. He must know something I don't. Another bad dream. It's just stress, Jeep. That's all. I mean, you do too much worrying about this place, about your dad. Poppy talk. Ah! About me. You're the only thing I like to worry about. <laughs> See what I mean? You're worried about a girl who is eight months pregnant and it isn't even your baby. That I said she's pregnant with something. It's called exposition. Great A stuff right there, folks. Good Lord. Put it in your freezer. That's a brick. I said no chance. <laughs> No chance he's fucking her. Oh, no. No! No, 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 no. Moments before she said, the baby's not yours. I was like, there's no chance he's fucking there's her. Not a chance. So, I guess this calls into question, because this is all an allegory. Does this... Does this make... Fuck, huck? I'm not going to have the religious right come after me on this show. No, we're not going to keep that in there. It's enough to give anybody nightmares. And he says, go ahead and make fun of me. Everybody else does. Get her done. She appreciates everything he does, everything Bob does for her. About a month from now, this baby's going to have a new family. She's going to have to start thinking about what the hell she's going to do with her life. She's not ready to be a mama. Christ, she can barely take care of herself as it is. But he'd like to help her. They could do it together. He wants to. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah. You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman. 
I'm just kidding. I can hear you. It was just really mean. He's ass on Hall of Fame, dude. Bear with me here. Because at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's so ass on. As she walks away, she puts her hand on his shoulder. He comes instantly. Like the jizz in my pants get by the Lonely Island guys. But as this movie wears on, it starts to hit me. Like, wait, what if he's just playing the role really well? Nope. No. And now you guys are telling me he's not acting. This is him in every single movie. They cast him well, I guess. Yeah, maybe. And she says, you gotta stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, pickup truck. <laughs> We're at Paradise Falls Diner. Dennis Quaid trying to fix the TV. It's so staticky. Smacking a 20CB TV with a fuzzy picture of It's a Wonderful Life. Get it? Because it's Christmas. Nah. And also... Cause angels, angels. Charles S. Dutton is cooking. He's got dog tags. Does he have a fucking hook hand? I'm a monster. This never gets explained. It never pays off other than one joke about halfway through this movie. About the hook? Yes. I must have missed a joke. Oh, boy. We'll get to it. Right. We'll get to it. It'll grab you. <laughs> Says one of these days, TV's going to hit back, Bob. We've got some heavyweights in this scene. What are you talking about? we got a special relationship. Lord is my witness, because he's religious also. So we got all his exposition. He was in the army. Oh, yeah. He's got a hook hand. He's religious. Yeah. There you go. Couple in the diners disgusted with how the girl at the jukebox is dressed. Have you ever done this? The agree with your girlfriend when she's disgusted by something that you find perfectly fine. Of course. Like, oh, can you believe how she's dressed? Like, yeah, it's just terrible. And you're like, oh, (laughs) how can she go out in public like that? Why don't we just ask her? No, don't embarrass me. Audrey, honey. Your mother was wondering if you got dressed this morning with the specific intention of showing your ass off to the entire world. Yeah, that's because I woke up hoping to get double teamed by a couple of meth head truckers in some bathroom of a desert shithole. Dennis Quaid turns right around. Yeah, Dennis Quaid is horny. <laughs> and by the way, I want this also in intro version four. That's because I woke up hoping to get double teamed by a couple of meth head truckers in some bathroom of a desert shithole. It's just clip of mean doing it. Don't clip the girl for the intro. He says, I feel satisfied with that answer. I really do. Mom thinks she's being punished for something. Is Tyrese listening to Limp Biscuit? What is that music? I don't know, but I do know that as he is lost, he consults a paper roadmap. In 2010? I purposely didn't pack the 20 CB bell because I was like, this is a 2010 movie. There's not going to be a single 20 CB moment. Oh, and man. yet here we are in the first 15 minutes. We have two 20 CB things that happen. The TV and the paper roadmap. He's got to stop at the diner because the next service is 50 miles away says Merry Christmas to Charlie as he walks up, who is smoking, eight months pregnant. Is she smoking while prego? And that's when I decided I'm calling her prego for the rest of the movie. So, I mean, you want an Oakley story? Oh, yes, please. When I worked at Oakley. You still got them, Oakleys? We had a lead, or maybe she was an assistant manager with me or something. I can't remember. But, but she had some authority. And she was just this short little white trash girl. She was in her 20s. But she would smoke constantly. She got knocked up by some dude. And continued to smoke throughout her pregnancy, saying the doctor said just a couple of days is fine. What doctor? And we're like, no, there's no way the doctor said that. A couple of days? She would go on smoke breaks every time. And then surprise, surprise, the baby was born at not even eight months, like seven and a half months. There it is. Little Oakley tail there. So are you paying child support or how's that work? Not me. Ew, gross. No, I would not. <laughs> not even my most desperate times. No, thank you. 
Maybe in my most desperate times. All right. She says, guess I should think about quitting then. He'd like one before she quits. She says he can buy a whole pack inside. If she gives him one, he'll give her two from the pack that he buys. Some good math. Tries to find where he is on a map. She says he's not even close. He's looking for a phone that works as he stands in front of a busted payphone. She says Bob will let him use the diner phone if he asks nicely and pays him a little something. He can get a buttermilk stack of pancakes for three seventy-five, or French toast for four dollars. If he likes that, she likes the pancakes. Jeep is lurking. Sedan looks over, worried because she's talking to a black guy, and asks yeah. if she's okay. Tyrese is just lost. I thought, hmm, Sedan, racist, midsize. Couple inside is arguing about how long something's taking. Tyrese walks in. Kate Walsh glares at him while her daughter eye fucks him with an ocular pat down. Yep. Bob wants to know where Charlie's been. It's not a resort. She shouldn't be smoking in her condition. And then we get some great smoking exposition here between Prego and my man DQ. See where I'm at right now? Can my condition really get any worse? Besides, you ain't one to talk. Bob says he quit two years ago, but then why does he carry that fancy lighter with him? Yeah. Gift from his ex-wife, sentimental. Wants to remember how much he hates her guts. Exposition. These lines are awkward as hell coming out of Dennis Quaid. And I suppose he's trying to do an accent to match Jeep. (laughs) Yep. But he's really bad at it. Tyrese asks about using the phone and the husband interrupts immediately to wonder when their car is going to be fixed. Supposed to be ready two hours ago. Right where we're going, we'd be lucky to make it to Scottsdale by Christmas. Bob goes out and talks to Moped. Who's actively not working on the car. He's sanding a small crib? I think that's a cradle. Yeah. It's a cradle or a crib? It's too small to be a crib. It's got to be a cradle. Away in a manger. Ah. The hell are you working on that? So damn important you're not doing your job. How long are you going to follow around like a little puppy dog looking for a hind pit? Just going to clean up her mess while she steps out with every other guy but you. Cuck. Don't say that about her. Oh, She's not like that. <laughs> Leary. <laughs> Look, I know it doesn't make much sense to you. Sometimes it doesn't make much sense to me either. I've been having these dreams about her. Some of them so bad. Wish I never had to sleep again. I can't explain it, Dad. <laughs> DQ responds back. You know, your brother thought I was crazy for wanting to buy this place. Moving us all the way up here, middle of nowhere. Does ass on, ass off skip a generation here? What's going on with the jeans? So he talks about he expected a mall to be built and like this whole thing to blow up. And they turned out to like build it like miles and miles away. And I said, God damn, DQ, what a fucking epic mistake. Yeah. Only thing was, I was wrong. Wrong. I got it wrong. I look pretty damn stupid. And then he says, and I see you making the same damn mistake I made. I said, DQ, mm, I, don't, I don't think that's the it's same. It's not quite thing. the same, man. It's not quite the money pit that you've created for yourself. Yo, you dropped your life savings to buy a piece of shit diner, gas station, mechanic shop in the middle of fucking nowhere. You're selling pancakes for three seventy five, buddy. You're not going to make shit back. Four bucks on the French toast. And you're trying to compare that to your son. Like, being a decent guy, it's not like he knocked her up. Right. He's just trying to, like, take care of her and, like, help her and stuff. He could walk away at any point, by the way. Yeah. You can't walk away from this fucking diner. Yeah, you lost your wife, you loser. <laughs> All right, so it's time for him to leave there. Here we go. Put the timer on. This is as problematic as it gets. As 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 Jeep is standing out there and just staring like a bingo. I said, "You remind me of my Jeep. You sound." Re- oh, oh. 
The funniest thing is, I wrote that note and I said, "Wow, if I'm gonna say this word, well, that's really that needs to be supercharged. That's really bad." Yeah. And then I realized, wait a second, who sings that song? <laughs> Oh my so God. Supercharge inside a supercharge. <laughs> supercharge inception. So it's time for him to leave. Doesn't want him to feel lost someday like everybody who stops there at Paradise Falls. Tells him to go fix the car, get the people out by nightfall. Walks back into the diner, tells him he's this close to wrapping it up. His accent is completely gone. Yeah. TV's buzzing and static again. Moped sees a massive sandstorm coming their way from both sides. Playing both sides. That's when Hookhand McLine Cook tells him he should have gotten satellite TV like he suggested. For what? The History Channel, man! I got all the history I can take. Banter. Banter, there you go. Smacks it again. There's a screen with, this is not a test. It's uh, one of them test things. <laughs> yeah, that don't look like a test. I guess bingoism didn't skip a generation. <laughs> Why is Tyrese dressed like it's wintertime? When they're clearly in the desert. It is winter. No, but like wintertime somewhere cold. Because he said he's from Las Vegas, right? It'll get cold in the desert, but not like that. No, he's like bundled up while everyone else is sweating with their shirts unbuttoned. What's the movie Four Brothers? Yeah. Him in Detroit. Like, that's what he looks like. He just got off that set. <laughs> Tyrese pays Quaid to go use the phone. Bob tells Hookhand McLine Cook to check the old radio of his. That constant tone is annoying as fuck, by the way. Like, I get it. Yeah. There's something going on with the TV. You can just cut that shit. And the radio. Yeah. Tyrese on the phone giving an exposition about being at the courthouse tomorrow. Family law exposition poppy talk. Reverse poppy talk. Ah! Also, courthouse on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'll tell you, those judges are not there on Christmas Eve. <laughs> As someone who's worked in the court, let me tell you, that's not happening. Some nice lawyer exposition. You better lawyer up. You better lawyer up. You better lawyer up. You better lawyer up. He announces in exposition fashion that the phone is breaking up. Yeah. You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Diners wondering if there's an earthquake or terrorists. I love this when they do this in movies. I love a scene where everyone is walking past the camera in different directions and everyone has one single line. For no reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they deliver like in perfect rhythm. You're getting some coffee. You're walking over here. You were in the booth the whole time, but now you're walking back to the booth talking about terrorists. Bob says no use speculating. He'll just call his brother in needles. He'll know something. What? <laughs> Who's his brother? Guess what? Phone's cut out. Mm, Tyrese wants his money back. Tensions are high in there, by the way. Bob says they're probably just working on the lines and... Minivan will have the car done in a jiffy. Cut to minivan. Cut to minivan staring blankly at that BMW engine cover. <laughs> it took him this long to look at it. To look at it. Another car pulls up, and it's an old lady getting out of there with a walker. She walks in slowly. Hold on. She's driving, and she puts out Why the- Why is the walker coming out of the front seat? <laughs> on the driver's side. <laughs> Same note. <laughs> what the fuck? This movie's so goddamn funny, man. <laughs> Shit, man. I'm about to piss on She walks in slowly and ominously, and she orders a steak rare and a water with no ice. Rare steak, yuck. And she knows Charlie's name. And she read the name tag. What an unusual name for a girl. So they say, starts yelling at the angry couple her name. Hi, Hi I'm Gladys. Gladys Foster. Gladys is a perfect old lady name. Oh, fantastic. There are no young Gladyses, right? No. Although I do know young Esters. So maybe Gladys will come back. Gladys Knight is the youngest Gladys I know. <laughs> what other Gladys do you know? By the way, her name isn't Gladys. Her name is Chatty Cathy. Because this one won't shut the fuck up. Like an Uber driver. What brings you up to these parts? Well, they're on their way to Exposition Dale. 
But the car broke down. No one ever says we're on our way to Scottsdale. If you go to Scottsdale, you say, I'm going to Phoenix. Sandra asks if she's heard what happened to cause the phones and the lines to be down. And she says, very oddly, you don't have to worry about that, sweetheart. It'll all be over soon. And no one reacts. What? She clearly knows what's going on. Crazy old lady. I get it. Yeah, I guess. You wouldn't interrogate her. You'd be like, all right, whatever. Stop talking to me. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Minivan walks into the kitchen. He doesn't know what's wrong. Don't have the gear to test the computer on the car. Can't have it towed because the phone's out. Gladys has served up a bloody-ass steak that Mays probably thinks is a lobster. Not even cooked in the slightest. She asks Charlie how far along she is. Just about there. Father must be proud. Wouldn't know. Out of sight, out of mind. Flies are swarming the raw piece of meat on her plate. So I take it you're not married. No. That's too bad. No. Yeah, I prefer it that way. I don't need a man telling me what to do. (laughs) What about the baby? I got it under control. But it's gonna burn. Everyone in the cafe turns around and looks. What'd you just say? I said your fucking baby's gonna burn. Film noir! Golden dumpster nominee. Old lady is ass off, (laughs) laughing while she cuts her steak. All those little babies are gonna burn. Oh, oh. Gladys. Um, Shut up, you stupid fucking cunt. All you do is complain, complain, complain. What? The daughter's laughing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Howard's piss. He stands up. He walks up to demand an apology, and Gladys bites him in the fucking throat. You're all going to fucking die. She really does like her meat rare. Rock grabs a frying pan, and this guy's got a great arm. Got a chooch. Holy shit. He's like fucking Rich Gannon out here. Fucking John Wick with that frying pan. Hits a square in the head. She gets up. She fixes her neck. She jumps on the wall, starts climbing on the ceiling like she's Spider-Man. Same note, too. We built this granny. We built this granny on TV. Built this granny. We built this granny on CGI. Bob is a terrible shot with that shotgun, by the way. Firing wildly. She drops down and backhands him across the diner. Hook hand is just holding a fryer basket. <laughs> yep. The gun lands at Jeep's feet. She slowly walks towards him. Shoot her, Jeep! You got a clip. National Lampoon's loaded weapon one. Yes. <laughs> Come on, shoot him! 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 And so, all right, let's break this down. She starts sliding and growling at minivan. Gliding across the floor like Chris Brown. He closes his eyes to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. He's just standing there, eyes closed. She gets gunned down. He still has his eyes closed. So he doesn't know. He could have pulled the trigger at any point after she's gone down because his fucking eyes are closed. But that's his secret, Zach. He was never going to pull the trigger. Uh, I guess so. Ass off for Tyrese as he shakes. Howard's still dying, by the way. Tyrese is the only person (laughs) of action in this because he goes down and tends to the wound with his handkerchief or his scarf or whatever the fuck he's got. That's why he's all bundled up. I mean, he's got to perform first aid on everybody. Like, what's her name in Hulk? Jennifer Connelly, right? 
<laughs> she literally wears a scarf just for this scene so that she can forget it. He's screaming, who is this old lady as he does it? Old double team Audrey is in the fetal position in the corner booth. <laughs> she looks up because blood's dripping down on her face from the ceiling. They help Howard out to the car. I can't handle Buster Bluth and his hook hand here. <laughs> I need it to pay off. I'm a monster. <laughs> they drive Howard off towards the sandstorm, 80 miles to the nearest hospital. 80? Yeah. At best, you get there in an hour. He's not going to make it. Tyree says he can't stay there once he's there. He's got somewhere to be. Court case. They notice the wall of clouds, but the clouds are buzzing. Wait a minute. Clouds don't buzz a fly with its ass off comes through the ac vent in the car there are flies everywhere as they drive into it i wanted it to be bees like oh no not the bees oh man that would have been great fills up the car minivan is puking in the bathroom bob can't believe gladys was still standing because he thinks hook hand mclime cook broke her neck with a frying pan and then very quickly transitions to you see the gun that guy had? See the gun that black guy had? That's all for DQ for being very on brand as a hick <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. A woman just climbed on his fucking ceiling. And he's like, that black guy had a big gun. Uh, what's that about? What's a guy do with a gun like that? Jeep is trembling and crying. Couldn't pull the trigger. I froze. Saw what I needed to do. I was too afraid. She would have killed you. She would have killed Charlie. <laughs> Bob says there's nothing to be ashamed of, and I disagree. <laughs> like, dude, you were about to fire a shotgun in a confined space with all your friends there with your eyes closed. Yeah. You should be ashamed. Not everybody can play the hero, especially when it comes to pulling the trigger. He stares back at him with a lot of ass on there. He walks out as they see they've returned from their trip to the hospital. What's going on? I gotta get my Bible. Before Somebody's gotta start praying. Cobra formula. Yep. <laughs> Cobra formula indeed. Same note too. Bob sees the insect wall fly overhead. Blocks out the sun. They look at Gladys's body. Notice she's not breathing art. And they wonder how the corpse can be burning up. She's been dead for an hour. I don't care how long she's been dead. The bitch just walked on the ceiling. Golden dumpster. Ass off for Tyrese. Thank you. Tyrese for being the voice of reason as always they carry her out and Tyrese with the throwaway line oh bitch is heavy where are the flies how am I supposed to know you asking me to explain the behavior of a motherfucking pestilence <laughs> Tyrese is so ass off did you guys notice he's not even carrying her no no it's minivan and fucking Bob are carrying her and DQ yeah they see a cop car coming from a thousand yards away minivan notices it's LAPD how that car's so far away they have good eyesight. Darius says he's from Vegas. I think as to apply, they're not coming for me. Yeah, yeah. Bob asks for his gun. Charlie runs out to see Michael. Bob pulls the shotgun on Michael, says he'll drop him. I've seen you shoot, Bob. You're not hitting shit. This is how you <laughs> greet all your customers. Oh, he's so cool. Mister, after what we've been through, you're lucky we don't shoot you first and greet you later. <laughs> Let me see, see them teeth. teeth. Teeth, God damn it. Let me see them. I felt like they needed a couple of more of these types of characters to happen for that to be your initial suspicion of anyone who shows up. Agreed. Right? Let me see your teeth. At least one more. No shark teeth. Pop. Pop. He shows those choppers. <laughs> That's all. Huh? He gives his name. Bob apologizes. Explains the old lady. Practically bit a man in half. Relax, Bob. She bit his fucking neck. He's not even dead. Doesn't look like any policeman Bob has ever seen. Not even from L.A. He is just talking. Same note, too. And won't shut the fuck up. He's Teddy Rex in this whole fucking thing. Who's crazy enough to steal a cop car? My guy DQ, man. Michael says, you don't know, do you? <laughs> Running out of time. 
Bob wants answers. Michael snatches a shotgun from him. Dad, just tell him you're sorry. There's this guy named Ace Vane who does these voiceovers. Whenever he does Batman and Robin, he makes Robin call Batman daddy all the time. <laughs> daddy, I'm going to save you. <laughs> That's what I thought about when I saw fucking Jeep. Daddy. <laughs> okay, and McLean Cook runs out. Son. I'm sure you don't want to go spilling blood for no good reason. I love it when Charles S. Dutton calls someone's son. I don't know why. It's a great start for him. No one will ever fight him on that, right? Because yeah. he has like a paternalistic vibe about him. He wants him to let Bob go. Then he can be on his way. Bob closes his eyes like his son shoots a gun. Michael looks around behind him and says, they're here. Wait, who's here? More like her. What do you mean like her? That's a Cobra formula tease. He never pays it off. <laughs> yeah. Would you close your eyes if someone had a gun in your head? No. Nah. I got to see that shit. Well, you're not going to see shit. Gun flush against your head. I'm sorry. There's no processing time between trigger pull and you're dead. Why are the balls on my forehead? Oh, because I'm upside down. And they're fucking your face. <laughs> gives a shotty back to Bob. Says, you'll need this. Grabs the arsenal from his truck. Gives one to the minivan. Bob, I don't think that's such a good idea. I can handle it. <laughs> Even DQ knows his son is too much of a bingo. He can handle it. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> Gives a gun to Charlie, says, don't do anything brave. I love this dude. And the way I'm gushing over Paul Bettany, it reminded me of the Seinfeld episode where George, I can't remember who he thinks. Oh, with Dan Cortez. Yeah. He starts wearing his hat backwards. <laughs> He's such a cool guy. So I said, uh, hey, dude, you better step off. Step off? Yeah. You said step off? Wow. <laughs> Everybody inside the diner, they barricade the door, and it's nighttime. Everybody's peering out the window. Lights go out. It's pitch black. Tyrese wants to know what they're doing. Michael looks up, and now they're headed to the roof because there's just a hatch right to the roof. Mm -hmm. Just out of nowhere. So they can stand in front of this cool Paradise Falls sign. All right, Rambo, you got us up here. You mind telling us what we're fighting? Reference. There's an ice cream truck approaching, and wow, it really is minimum underdrive. Ice cream truck is coming down that road. Michael says there's a safety switch on the side of their weapons. They won't be needing it. Push it down two clicks. I mean, this is where the hook hand comes in. Hold on tight, or else you'll blow your hand off. And they all look at Charles S. Dutton. Uh, the fuck y'all looking at me for? The entire thing is a setup for that punchline. Yeah. That's the only time where it actually pays off. And that's why you always hold on tight. That's why you always leave a note. An ice cream truck pulls up. Howard is still alive, apparently. Same note, too. He's delirious and he wants ice cream. Audrey, listen, it's the ice cream man. <laughs> Somebody bloody and disformed steps out. It's the watch alien. Ah, Doug Jones. Sniffing the air. He's really showing off his contortion skills with the way he comes out of the ice cream truck. Tyrese says he doesn't look that bad. He snaps his head around. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Tyrese is basically reprising his role from Transformers, right? Pretty much, yeah. I'm a black guy, and I just noticed something that's untoward. Oh, no. Uh. He does that a lot in Furious 5 through Furious 9. You say reprising his role. Like, this is what Tyrese does. In movies? Well, that and Baby Boy. Baby boy's a little different. His limbs get longer. He starts moving like the fighter from Bloodsport. <laughs> Michael cuts his ass down. Bob is terrified. Tyrese wonders if that's it. And a whole convoy of cars start driving up. Heads shaking into demons in the car. I thought they were demons at this point. That doesn't make any sense. So what, they're just possessing them now? After they drove 80 miles into the desert? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't even think of. They unload on these cars. Bob is firing a shotgun at things that are hundreds of yards away. 
Now I'm not an ammunition expert. Doesn't matter. He's not hitting anything anyways. Uh, you know what? That's a great point. Never mind. <laughs> I will move on. This is just like, okay, we get some crashes. We get some explosions. I also can't with this fucking hook hand pulling the trigger. Like it is just. <laughs> What's the movie where the guy has a little hand? Was that scary movie three? Two. Yeah. Scary movie two. Two or whatever. By the way, they've been possessed the entire trip. They've been shaking their heads like that. The whole time? That's not safe driving. No. Yeah. Number two. What do you mean? Why? Why do you say that with so much conviction? I don't know. I mean, I just had a hunch. <laughs> but more importantly. Well, that really fell apart. I love how these angels have no better form of transportation than late 90s model American cars. Well, yeah. No, they're all beaters. That's what was cheap at the old auction. Jalopies. <laughs> Get this movie put together. They stopped at a demolition derby on the way in. There is a demolition derby car in this movie, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Where did he get a rocket launcher from? I mean, is that a bazooka? All caps, same question too, bro. Where did he get a rocket launcher? From the armory. He hits one car with it. By the way, not efficient. No. That's a waste of a rocket. And then it kind of causes a truck to crash. These effects are not good. Great shot of the shell casings on the ground. Lots and lots and lots of strobe light shell casings. Love a shot of shell cases hitting the ground. That is an action movie staple. Yep. That's what I was like. Wait, this has got like, it got some Rambo to it, man. Yeah, it definitely has some Rambo to it. Oh, because they said, why'd you bring us up here, Rambo? Yeah. <laughs> we see a little girl with a balloon and Michael just unloads on the crowd. Paul Bettany goes double guns, but not guns akimbo. Yeah, that was disappointing. He goes double guns several times in this movie. Now keep waiting for guns akimbo. Nah. And he never does. He never delivers it. Never. Tyrese says they're just regular people. Not anymore. Keep firing. They open up guns on them. Don't let them get near the windows. They immediately start jumping through the windows. I thought that was Audrey possessed at one point because she calls Sandra mom. Yeah, like I thought so too. Yeah, I didn't understand what happened there. I don't know. See what you made me do, mother. And then I realized it's not Audrey. One grabs Charlie's arm. Michael cuts off the hand with that cool knife. Double machine guns wildly. But not akimbo. Starts shooting out the windows. Everybody's retreating. Tyrese says, we got them running. <laughs> they start retreating very, very slowly. Yeah. They're just walking away. They're not running, and you didn't do anything to cause it, Tyrese. Howard is gone, by the way. <laughs> but Sanders still thinks he's alive. Bob wants answers from Michael. You better start talking. <sighs> the last time God lost faith in man. He sent a flood. This time he sent what you see outside. Are you saying this is the apocalypse? I'm saying this is an extermination. Those things outside are just vessels. They're possessed. The weakest willed are the easiest to turn. Possessed by what? Demons? No. No. By angels. No, 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 wait, 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 hold on, son. I don't know what book you've been reading, but in my version, the angels are the good guys. Well, the truth, I'm afraid, is never that simple. Bullshit. Now, I'm not a pastor, but I've never heard of no ice cream man or old lady eating raw meat jumping on the ceiling with baby teeth so i don't know what the fuck you talking about this was what i like to call a combo oh. cobra formula hold on how do you know so much about because until last night i was on their side so you're saying yeah yeah that's right and yesterday i was fucking santa claus i mean you know this is crazy right i mean 
I don't even believe in God. The fucking LeBron James, you're all broke when you wake up tomorrow line where he says, Well, that's just fine. Bobby doesn't believe in you either. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Zing. I mistook that I was fucking Santa Claus line. Because I was like, what? And I was like, oh, he means like he was Santa Claus. He wasn't having sex with Santa Claus. <laughs> At first I was like, DQ, you can project that point without so graphic of a scene, I guess. And finally, I know it may say clip it, but I just want to say it one more time. They're possessed by what? Demons? No. Dramatic pause. Angels. And that's a Golden Dumpster nominee. He doesn't believe in any of this anymore. I knew this day was coming. I just didn't think I'd be around to see it. Oh, come on, Percy. What are we even talking about this for? Angels and possessed people. It's not real. It's... Have you looked outside, Bob? I mean, those people aren't exactly our regular customers. Ass off. Michael says he's there to protect Charlie. Why? A child is the only hope for humanity surviving. Cobra formula. <laughs> she laughs, then realizes that he's serious. This can't be happening to me. I'm nobody. I'm just a waitress. I don't even own a car. Ah, yes. Notorious car owner, Mary, mother of God. What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> Charlie? Crack a Bible every once in a while. Michael says either the child lives or mankind dies. And she just goes, oh, that's it. That's the reaction. Your baby's Jesus. And she just doesn't care. I have to hold them off until the baby gets there. She's only eight months pregnant. How do they survive for a month? We won't have to. It's coming soon, isn't it? Yes. Shout out to smoking during pregnancy. <laughs> Michael says, I simply don't care what you believe. And those things outside, they don't care either. They just want the child dead. First attack was a test of their strength. Next will be a test of their weakness. But believe me, dramatic pause. Something much worse is on the way. We see lights flashing off in the distance. And Hook Andrew says, sons of bitches. They're out there. I can feel them. So what's with the gun? Don't reckon it's for a hunting buck. <laughs> Use it for protection. Protection from what? People. People? People that be starting shit. People be starting shit. That's a double Cobra formula. Not regular people. Oh, irregular people. Fuck out of here, man. I got my reasons for doing what I do, and that's that. Never actually used it. And then that's when Rock gives us his submission into the Poppy Talk sweepstakes. Pop? <laughs> I am exhausted at this point. <laughs> All the exposition that's going on. All the fucking horsemen that are hitting us. Hey, uh, it's my turn. It's, it's my, my turn. turn to tag in and give some poppy talk exposition. <laughs> it's my turn. Pop would say to me, Percy, if you don't wake up tomorrow, if it turns out that today is your last day on earth, would you be proud of what you've done in this life? Because if you ain't, you better start getting square. And he's crying, by the way, ass off. Two things here. <laughs> two thoughts. One, Dutton is ass off. Second thought. Similar to she's a hooker. I thought you're a diner cook. <laughs> Proud of what you've done. You're, you're a cashier. cashier. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You lost your hand somehow, which never gets explained. And then never. you just went to the shithole in the desert that doesn't have a super mall next to it. He was in the army. The army had half a day. Yeah, he's got dog tags, and apparently he shot his hand off, according to you guys. For all I know, he lost at a fucking fryer incident, okay? Or has diabetes. A fryer incident? Like Nacho Libre? Yeah. He lost it like my man from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. He's like, why you got that eye patch? He's like, he lost it in nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> a loose seal? Bob's cooking up a steak, smoking a cigarette, enjoying the fuck out of the cigarette, man. DQ takes a big drag of cigarette and says, fuck it. And I said, Golden Dumpster nominee. Same thing I do when I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Yeah. He gives Sandra a 
beer on the house. Hell, just because it's the end of the world doesn't mean you got to starve. I'm just happy they still have the gas on. Did you guys see the bingo in the background gingerly boarding up the window? No, I missed that. He looks so confused. It's just a board, but he's looking at it like what end goes which way. I wondered, is it time for some Sandra exposition? Mm -hmm. She says, never cared much for beer. Howard was a beer drinker. Nope, that's it. I thought we were going to get some whole thing about her being a mother. Nope, we move on. Everything reminds her of her dead husband. So Michael goes over to Hatchback and explains that he was a soldier before he got here. General in his army. What changed? What made you leave? I was given an order I didn't believe in. He lost faith. I didn't. Cobra formula. The scene between Jeep and Bettany comes on, and before I can even type anything, I look at my predictive text, and this is what I see. <laughs> Let me start typing about this scene. And my phone has suggested what, Zach? Bingo. How come you still have faith? Seems like everything I have faith in caused me nothing but trouble. And we get some Jeep's position here. When God chose your kind as the object of his love. <laughs> I was the first in heaven to bow down before you. My love, my hope for mankind was no less than his. But I've watched you trample that gift. I've watched you kill each other over race and greed, waging war over dust and rubble, and the words of old books. That's good writing, actually. It's good writing, but also great delivery. Great delivery. He is so fucking ass off throughout this entire movie, man. And yet, in the midst of all this darkness, I see some people who will not be bowed. I see some people who will not give up, even when they know all hope is lost. Some people who realize that being lost is so close to being found. I see you, Hatchback. <laughs> Fifteen years old, your mother leaves you. Your father withdraws from the world. Pop! Jeep's position. And you spend the next five years of your young life helping find his way home. You love a woman who bears <laughs> the child of another. The look on his face. And you, and, you <laughs> and you love her with no thought of yourself. Cockalier. Even though she may never love you. You, Hatchback. You are the reason I still have faith. Because really? of incels yeah. in the friend zone? <laughs> That's, wow. And the meek chilling hair there. All right, maybe the internet is good for something. Yeah. Time for the next shift. We hear coyotes howling and a close-up of Michael, and we cut to heaven. Flashbacks position. He's looking down with his wings. He's talking to another angel we can't see yet. Another angel. He can't stop loving humans. They brought this judgment upon themselves. They are just lost. It is our place to guide them. It is our place to obey. Tell me, Gabriel, do you wish to be a son gives his father what he asked for wow what he needs poppycock even the angels are getting in on the poppy talk huh poppycock this is not your test michael how dare you presume to know his heart and holy shit kevin durant is gabriel kevin durant i had forgotten that he was in this movie and so when he comes onto the screen there i popped Pop? oh man i got excited i have to amend because you guys have told me that jeep that's his actual speaking voice. This is not Kevin Durant's speaking voice. Yeah. It is Paul Bettany's speaking voice. So it's like, we got people trying to match. Right. <laughs> we got Dennis Quaid trying to match Lucas Black, failing miserably. And then we've got Kevin Durant doing a pretty good job matching Paul Bettany here. Not bad. Yeah. It's a pretty good Paul Bettany. Yep. Because he made this one. It tells me he shouldn't lose faith now. Too late. Order's been given. Weak will turn against the strong. Undo what's been done. Only if I fail. If you defy him, you'll anger him for the last time. So ass off when he turned, looks back and says, only if I fail. Oh, again, very Costanza vibes for me here. I'm like, oh my God, he's so cool. <laughs> Jesus, are you going to be okay? He's so cool, man. The dogs of heaven will be unleashed. Swarm of angels come flying down. I wondered if the dogs of heaven were what were barking five minutes ago. Oh, maybe it wasn't coyotes. <laughs> 
That's a great call. Sandra wakes up hearing her name. She walks to the kitchen and into the back. Sandra. Howard? Is Howard in the back room? She climbs up to the window. Before we see Howard, all we hear, I swear to God, it sounds like someone jerking up. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, he's getting to the point, but hasn't gotten to the climax yet. And is now jerking more vigorously. Like Mac jerking off to the billboard. Yeah, super troopers. <laughs> Climbs up on the desk, looks out the window, and she sees Howard crucified upside down. Upside down. With these pulsating boils mm. all over him. No, I've already said this, but I just thought, my note, are balls on my forehead? Oh, because I'm upside down. Yeah, and God's fucking your face. Why are boils on his forehead? Oh, <laughs> there His skin is pulsating. It's bubbling. He's screaming for help. She tries to remove the barricade. Tyrese tries to stop her. She pushes him away. Elbows him in the face. She knocks him the fuck out. She pushes Audrey. Hook hand tries to stop her as she runs out. He grabs her. She shoves the fuck out of him, too. I said, God damn, how strong is this woman? Then he grabs her. Then he turns around. Then Howard explodes. God damn, how strong was that cum shot? It actually blew his back out. Yeah. That's when he walks back in. <laughs> Charlie's like, Percy? And then he falls down and reveals that his back has been eaten away by acid. And I said, no. The texture, the flavor, the color, the consistency. Oh, I was so bummed that he died. Me too, man. Oh, man. I wanted, I needed more. It's definitely acid. It's definitely acid. <laughs> What's acid like? Like. <laughs> we can see his spine. I thought, ooh, it means not going to like that. Oh, yeah. Hates his spine. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Bob says it's his fault for falling asleep. DQ is so ass on right now. I'm like, oh, DQ. He's trying to cry and he can't. Yeah, he really tried. Very Michael Bean-esque. He trusted me just like your mother and I let him down. Let everybody down. Audrey gives Sandra pills. Not to steal an old Dana Carvey bit, but can you guys drink out of a straw without looking like a bingo? Because she tries here and she looks real dumb. Sandra is now pissed at Audrey, blaming her for ruining everything, ruining her life. This is a reach. Think about this. Women climbing on the ceiling and people like fucking convulsing and the father blowing up and all that. This is all your fault. Like what? Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man. Family drama. I loved my life and you ruined it. You ruined everything. Love my house. What does it do? Leads it right to the arms of a black guy. Classic. Yeah. Tyree says enough, and he asks Audrey for help with the radio. They finally hear something. First bits of good news since his apocalypse began nearly 48 hours ago. Militia is formed on the outskirts of Las Vegas and all kinds of places. Oh, so much newscast position going on here. Death Valley, Zion, Red Ridge National Parks. Red Ridge is only an hour away, but Mike says they're not going anywhere. And then Tyrese calls an angel white boy. <laughs> Says he's got to get the fuck out of there because he's trying to get to his court date. Golden dumpster. After he just heard that it's an apocalypse. No, I won't risk being on the move when the baby comes. It'd be one thing if he called him white boy when he showed up. He's given him the whole fucking rundown. He's a good 16 hours into this with Michael. It's like, all right, white boy, I'm done with you. Charlie looks in the mirror in the bathroom, looks at the stomach. She's still smoking, by the way. That's when Model T walks up to her and asks if she's okay. Crazy thing is, I don't even want this baby. She went down to the clinic, sat in the waiting room. Sure, she was doing the right thing. Then she got a feeling falling into the deepest, darkest hole imaginable. And I thought, I bet that's how the guy felt when he impregnated you. Oh, couldn't breathe. Couldn't speak. 
This must be what death feels like. Jesus Christ, she should not be a mom. Okay, let me just say that. So there's a moment here where I'm like, are they are they pro-lifing this thing? What is the deal? Same oh. question too. Is this a pro-life movie? Same note too. Menage question. And she ran out pretending she could go back whenever she wanted. But then she get that damn feeling again. Knew she didn't have a choice. But somehow knew this had already been decided. She started hating that baby inside her. And then yes, then it shifts. Model T says, don't say things like that. It's not right. It ain't right. <laughs> Why you got so much faith in me, Model T? God knows I never gave you or anybody else a reason to. Or is it just you don't have any other hard luck cases to follow around? Is that it? You're so dumb, man. You're not the only one who's had it hard around here, okay? <laughs> you know when you start feeling sorry for yourself and he walks out and she cries. Kazumi. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey knows how to use the gun. She dated a Marine last summer. He was a gun freak. Mm. This is necessary exposition right here. Mm -mm. It's her fault they're here. Thought her friends were a bad influence, but she's the bad influence. Hi, it's her. She's the problem. It's just all really fucked up. And guys, Tyrese throws his hat into the poppy talk ring, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he sure does. So much poppy talk. When I was a shorty, <laughs> only time my old man gave me attention, but I did something bad. You know what I did? I got really good at being bad. This was all caps pop entertainment talk. Please stop with the poppy talk. 1,000% a white person wrote that line. When I was a shorty. All of his lines. You're my brother. What are you doing here, white boy? <laughs> when you have a family, being bad is not good anymore. And that's when the electricity cuts back on. Jukebox playing. Car's coming up the road. Tyrese tries to send her downstairs, and she says she can handle it. Guy gets out of the car. There's a family in there. Somehow this is a trap. It's a trap. Tyrese tries to get them back in the car, and that's when punk rockers get out of cars that swarm the family. So angels listen to deathcore? The angels possessed a punk band on the road. They grab the kid and surround it. Tyrese slides down to the ground. Terrible decision. How the fuck did he slide off a roof? Terrible decision. This is not Roadhouse. That white baby is gone, man. Ain't no sense in being a hero now. No. Doesn't make any sense. You look at the extras. Some of them are just waving their arms around above their heads. They have nothing to do with the kidnapping of the baby. They're just like, ah! He starts mowing down demons. Bob tries tries to open the door. Michael pulls a gun on him, open the door, and they all die. Tyrese grabs the kid. He's shooting everybody. He's completely surrounded. And then the kid starts humming a tune. Kid says, fooled you, and bites the shit out of his throat. Film noir. Audrey slides down the same confusing roof. What the fuck are you doing? She immediately runs out of bullets. <laughs> yeah, she goes up to the kid, goes to pull it, and she's out. You're going to die now. She gets in the van. Charlie says, you can't let her die. She's just a kid. If he doesn't do something, Charlie will. So ass off here for Bendy. Michael grabs two guns, says, open the door. Mm -hmm. And he unloads. He grabs the gas pump, shoots the gun next to the nozzle as he sprays gas. Now it's spraying fire all over the window of the van. It doesn't break. No. What? Coats the van in fire. You skip the part where he crane kicks the fuck out of one of these demons. <laughs> <He does. laughs> It just comes with a front kick that bow. <laughs> kick the yeah. shit out of that thing. Not great form on that crane kick. <laughs> All right. He grabs her. He pulls her out of the van as it explodes. They get blasted back into the diner. <laughs> Charlie decides, let me fill up this pitcher of water for you mm -hmm. to pour on you guys. When she turns around, the kid is there. Nobody's helping. Don't be scared. 
I just want to play with the baby. Charges her with a knife. She blocks it with a baking sheet, and somehow he cuts his own thumbs off? There was no explanation there. I was waiting for someone to appear with like a sword or a knife or something. I thought it was going to be Bettany. I thought Bettany with his crazy sword. So she kicks him in the chest. <laughs> she, she kicks, kicks the, the shit, shit out of that guy. Like the dad and lawnmower man. <laughs> Michael gets in front. They wonder where he is. The lights go out. They're following the blood trail with a flashlight. There are bloody handprints all over the ceiling. Pops up behind Bob and grabs him around the throat. <laughs> the pitter-patter of his footsteps reminds me of the Family Guy episode where Stewie's babysitter has a boyfriend and he gets really jealous. And so he like ties the dude up in his house. But when the dude shows up at his house, at first, the lights are off and the power's out. And you just hear Stewie's footsteps go... Michael grabs this kid and fucking chucks him. Chucks him like Satan's caveman. As Model T starts shooting at him, all of a sudden, Charlie goes into labor. There's so much happening right now. Michael tries to get Audrey to help. Just because I'm a girl does not mean I know how to do this. Remain calm and do exactly what I do. And Michael says, shut up, bitch. How do you know what to do? Shut up, bitch. He's fucking angel from heaven. You don't think he knows how to fucking guide a birth? I think they all just zoned out when he explained who he was. He's just white boy. Bob says, what a way to bring a child into the world. Then they hear the war of the world sound. Yeah. Michael says, he's, he's coming. coming. <laughs> Tells Charlie to push like she's never pushed before. Push that baby out like Rhaenyra in the season finale of House of the Dragon. Lightning flashes. We see hordes of people just standing looking at the diner. Foggy, low-hanging smoke. Baby comes out and Audrey's proud of her. Michael's just staring at this baby with crazy eyes. I said, please let the baby be black. Like, God, I said, please let the baby be black. I want Rock to be the daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> Michael's staring at this baby with crazy eyes. Charlie doesn't want to hold or see the baby and Michael's just like, give it time dude <laughs> audrey brings the kid to sandra sandra remembers when she was a baby used to look just like then she apologizes for Aww, what she said isn't that nice just you and me now and as she's saying this she's trying to get out of her rope restraints but here's the thing those restraints it's the roughest toughest coarsest piece of rope in the rope inventory <laughs> Charlie wants to know if they're safe. Michael says, no, 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 no. She says, are we safe now? And he says, no, we got the wrong baby. (laughs) But now at least the child will have a chance to grow up, a chance to lead the world out of darkness. Terminator Bible edition. I'd like to point out that when he originally got everybody together, he told them the baby gets born. We're fucking saved. We're good. Yeah. Now, you got to raise this baby? Because remember, she's like eight months pregnant. We're like, yo, a month is a long time to hold them off. I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, okay. But now, we understand it's like 18 years? Lead the world out of darkness? What happens until then? You need to show him how. Motherfucker, what about all these angels outside trying to kill us right now? You mean the ones just standing still, doing nothing, waiting to not attack for no reason? What makes you think I can do that? What makes you think I want to do that? If he's so important to you, you take him. Because this journey is yours. The crying of the baby hurts the ears of the possessed. Moon shines down on the diner. The horn sounds again. They want to go. Michael says the possessed can't come near the child. But he sent someone who can. Someone like me. Like you? Gabriel. Cobra formula. Yeah. Come here to do what I wouldn't. He wouldn't obey the order of killing the baby. Charlie demands to know what he's talking about. That's the order you didn't obey. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my good Lewis been like that. The baby was never meant to be born. But the future has been unwritten. Prego is on her feet kind of quick post-delivery. Yeah, like Rhaenyra. She's pretty recovered here. That's what I'm saying. The child lives and Wally does. 
There's still hope. As Charlie asks Audrey for the child, Sandra pops up and grabs the baby. Interception. <laughs> Just snatches that fucking thing. <laughs> snatches the shit out of that plastic doll. Watcher Vision is swooping down to the diner. It's not just an interception. It is the Dave Chappelle great moments in hookup yeah. history. <laughs> when, who wants to take this drunk, horny woman home? Fine, drunk, horny woman home. And the bartender throws the keys and Dave Chappelle's out to catch it. And that's when Leroy Tank Johnson came in for his league-leading fifth interception. He just jumps. Ashley Larry Donnell Rawlings jumps and catches the keys. That's exactly what I saw. The horn sounds and Audrey won't join her. It's just one baby. Light comes near the door. It flies open. Michael shoots Sandra in the head and she drops the baby. Fumbles the baby. That's when SUV goes diving to the ground to catch this. What the fuck is that baby doll? Fake ass baby. (laughs) That looks like they made it out of fucking Play-Doh. He's making the same face as the baby when he catches it. <laughs> Maybe it is his. Oh, I just said, I just sent it. Oh, do we say pick two, I mean? <laughs> Shouldn't it? <laughs> Dueling picks. Oh, shit. Baby. Oh, shit. The baby. Was it Hannibal where the fucking guy with the pigs gets fucking like that fucking creature? <laughs> this baby looks like the jaguar that gets a finger up his ass in Anaconda. <laughs> or the dolphin from the beginning of Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo. Baby's face. I'm sweating. Ass off for the baby. Gabriel walks in the door. Yes, we have feathers on the muscles of men. Those were birds of war now. Who can also He walks right up to SUV with his wings stretched out. He tries to smash it. It's on a mace, right? What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's a custom mace. It's got all kinds of features that we'll get to. Oh, my God. Yeah. The R&D department in heaven is crazy. But they couldn't get a baby that looks cool. They couldn't do that, huh? I can't stop looking at this fucking fake baby, man. <laughs> I think Amina and I got literally the same frame, too, which is <laughs> makes it incredible. <laughs> it looks like someone tried to draw Michael Chiklis. <laughs> what other errands do you have us running for the DA? God damn it, bitch! What other errands do you have us running for the DA? Bob tries to shoot him. The wings are metal, apparently. He's spinning. The wings slice open Bob's stomach. He knocks him back into the kitchen. Michael tells SUV to get the child out of there, not to be afraid. He gives him the car keys and says, find the prophets. Learn to read the instructions. Prophets? But what about you? What prophets? What instructions? <laughs> he opens the back door. There are just hordes of bowing heads. They're just standing there. They're just chilling. Michael and Gabriel are having a standoff in the diner. I knew he'd send you, Gabriel. You were always so eager to please him. <laughs> Unlike you. The rebellious son. He sees the wings are gone and says they would have helped him right now. Do not feel their burden is a dream. Everyone's just getting out of their way outside. There's a child with a bag on their head. So much breathiness. The wheezing bag head is smacking the cop car with a stick. Reminds me of like blind people trying to like echo locate. Oh boy. Right? Like just they smacking their st- Well, I mean, that they do that. Supercharged that. <laughs> what? No, come on. Don't, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> No, it's not like I said. You think you can defy him and not pay the price? There's so much. Pay the price. Pay the price. Tension. (laughs) 
my wife, there's so much breathiness. There's so much sweatiness. And there's so little personal space. Why are they so close to one another? This is just how angels talk. I mean, I don't know if you know that. Yours is a fool's sacrifice, Michael. You can help them run, but they won't escape. Neither will you, my brother. You're, You're my, my brother. brother. I'm not running anymore. SUV drives off in the cop car. Michael grabs Gabriel's head and says, Yeah, he's caressing his face. It's enough. There's another way. They grasp hands. Just fuck already. Oh my God. <laughs> There is no other way. Pushes him back. Michael cocks the gun. Yeah, he cocks all right. Gabriel flexes his wings. Mace has little extendable spikes. We got a diner battle. Why doesn't Gabriel have semi-automatic weapons in his wings? He's swinging his mace like a fucking caveman. Michael can't possibly win this without robot wings. Right away, I'm like, this is a massive disadvantage. Yeah. If the dude has bulletproof wings, like, that's kind of checkmate. At one point, he jumps up in the air and just hangs. His wings aren't flapping or anything. He just kind of hovers there. Yeah. Suspended in the air. This thing has rotating spikes? Yep. He's fucked. Turns it into a lawnmower. Michael hits him with that shitty TV. They're kicking each other's asses. Finally, Gabriel slices his stomach with the wings. Michael disarms him of his weapon, hops on his back, and tries to choke him out. Put him in a sleeper hole. Gabriel flies him into the ceiling but can't dislodge him. That's enough. Gabriel grabs his own weapon, puts it to his own body, pushes a button, and a spike goes through both of them. One last go-go gadget. And Bettany has the greatest money shot look on his face. His old face. (laughs) You wanted to live like one of them. Now you'll die like one of them. When he said you wanted to live like one of them, I predicted the exact next line, word for word. I fucking knew what he was going to say. That's all for both of them. I'll say this. I'm not trying to be too critical here. It's kind of a disappointing fight. Yeah, it's super dark and it's pretty hard to tell what's going on. Couple of moments, but not a great scene. Also, the wire work. Yes. Doesn't make it look natural. That's what I was saying with him hovering. Doesn't have enough room in that diner to be flying around, so it's pretty weird. Michael's body starts glowing on the ground and he disappears. And as Charlie and Coop DeVille are driving off, she looks at his arm. (laughs) Tattoos start forming on his arm. He's like, the instructions. The instructions. I absolutely howled when he reacted that way. This is the part where... (laughs) I've come full circle. Every time Jeep talks, I laugh. Maybe this dude is in the running for ass off. No. Because I'm loving it. Oh, he'd come back around. I'm loving it at this point. I'm rooting for more Jeep scenes. You're just reveling in his incompetence. That's all. Gabriel walked around to see Bob on the ground. He's flicking his lighter. And then Golden Dumpster. Sorry, we're out of business. Oh, yeah. Golden Dumpster nominee. Guys, the lighter... Has hope written on it. Of course it does. Oh. He lights the gas. The whole thing explodes. Is there a nuclear bomb inside that diner? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not that much gas in there, right? <laughs> All right. They get to Red Ridge National Forest where the nearest militia is. Coop DeVille says they need to figure out the weapon situation. Hopefully Michael didn't take everything out of the car. There's a flare gun left. <laughs> That's it. Just then. Gabe crashes onto the ceiling. Phil Moore. He's not dead, even though no one thought he was. Audrey tries to shoot him with the flare he hits her rattles around like tinkerbell and hook it just ricochets all around the car like a fucking cartoon but then still hits him in the face yeah what's the point it was guided by the lord he's guided by the lord is he isn't he welcome to the catholic month he hits audrey he disarms coop deville of the gun as he's still driving the baby's crying he hits the gas gets to 110 audrey's yelling Slams on the brakes. Gabriel goes flying out of the windshield. Classic lack of seatbelt is what gets this angel. The car starts tumbling on the side of the road. I don't know at what point this note is relevant. That's going in the next intro. 
Jeep got that bingo strength, is the note. What? From this scene? You can't put that in there. I must be too early. You gotta supercharge that, even though he said bingo. I must be too early. I don't know at what point this note will be relevant. This is the guy you're saying his ass off of me? Yeah. I'm gonna piss myself. He crashed off the road with an infant in the car. Oh. Charlie and the baby are alive. They're out of the car fine. Jeep's still strapped and he crawls out. Audrey's dead though. So you can't win them all. Baby alive. It cries to confirm. They climb up a mountain silhouetted against the dawn like killing season. Like Rocky Four. Drago! All of a sudden, Gabriel flies down at them and punches the shit out of convertible. I'm not quite dead! Charlie's at the edge of a cliff. Gabriel says, give me the child. She says, no, then death will come to you both. Jeep says, oh shit, and gets two-pieced. <laughs> convertible jumps on his back, and they plummet down the cliff. That's when I say he got the bingo straight, oh. but he grabs him and they fall down. Yeah. Gabriel knocks him off after they land. He pulls that cool knife out of his own. Why do you continue to fight? And when he goes, hmm, I just thought of Vince Vaughn as Joseph in Four Christmases, where he's like, so much for swaddling. Hmm, no. This child is a blessing for the both of us. When you know our hope is lost. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> as he goes to stab convertible, Michael emerges from the sky oh! in a beam of light. He's got wings again. And his armor back. This might be the biggest film noir in the history of Cinebo. Take it easy, champ. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Gabriel says, this can't be. And I said, same note too, Gabriel. <laughs> How is he back? First of all, the fact that he's resurrected. But then also armed to the tooth? Well, they explain it. Oh, come on. I mean, this explanation, like, whoa. Okay. I mean, it's pretty clear. He went up and had a whole scene up in heaven that we didn't get. <laughs> I need that deleted scene. This can't be. You've disobeyed him. I'd love it if God was just like Billy Crystal in a white robe or something like that. This movie is God trying to unplug and plug back in the router on Earth. <laughs> Was this all like an elaborate test? He just wanted to see how far. Oh my God, you were actually going to do it. Gabriel, I can't believe you were actually going to do it. Bethany, go, go grab Gabriel, right? Why is he referring to Michael as Bethany? I don't know. Or does he go and he talk to Bethany and Bethany talks him out of it? Like, yeah, oh, you got to make a good point. But then he's like too lazy to tell Gabriel to come back. So he tells Bethany, yo, go ahead and tell him. Yeah, just go fuck him up. Zach, as a parent, I could tell you this. Anytime, I swear to God, I tell one kid to tell the other kid, yo, go tell your sibling. I need you to be quiet and i need you to bring their thing downstairs it's completely changed the message is like daddy says shut the fuck up and da -da -da -da. i'm like i didn't say any of that what are you doing <laughs> they use my authority to go deliver a message to be like the ultimate asshole cops yeah drunk with power and abuse the shit out of the situation like no i didn't ask for they've been deputized in the, in the living room and now they get to go yeah. wreck jurisdiction in the bedroom he told Bethany, go tell Gabriel, all right, call it quits. And Bethany's like, all right, motherfucker, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you ain't so tough when I got some wings now. Says you disobeyed him. You gave him what he asked for. I gave him what he needed. So you blew God and he just decided to, all right, let the kid live. Michael has a fucking kick-ass sword now. He cuts Gabriel across the stomach. He puts the sword to him. Do it. Do it. Michael refuses. I would not have shown you such mercy. I know. That's why you failed him. Huh? Gabriel flies away in his $10 million car. <laughs> See, I don't think he said he went and blew him. I think he said he went and showed God who's boss. Hey, God, you messed it up. 
Baby's born now. As the only Catholic on this pod, that is not Catholic month. Again, the religious right, it's at corn puzzle. <laughs> I do not stand for any of these blasphemous thoughts. Oh, that are really? Being... The Muslim? <laughs> and then Bettany jumps off the cliff like Travolta and Poison Rose jumping off the roof. <laughs> the same form. Michael says, where are you going? You're the true protector. You always have been. Will we see you again? Have faith. That's not a fucking answer. It's Cobra formula, though. It's also a tease for Legion 2 Electric Boogaloo. Dominion. I had a TV that was supposed to be delivered yesterday. It didn't get delivered. I hit up the fucking customer service, and I'm like, so is it going to get delivered tomorrow? And they said, have faith. Possibly. Like, well, that's not an answer. Possibly, I know. That's a magic eight ball response. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Ask again later. Yeah. It's like, that's not an answer. Does Jeep scale this entire cliff? Yes. <laughs> he just fucking climbs it. How long would that have taken? Why didn't he just take the pathway that he took earlier when they easily walked it up? Then they go up to Pride Rock and look out as the sun creeps into the valley. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Wow. I said, I swear if they call this shit fucking Bethlehem. And then he yells, Drago! We pan to the sky and cut to them driving in the truck. He looks at the baby, sort of smiles with his ass on. <laughs> Callback voiceover time. Also, there's just, again, what can only be described as a fuckload of guns in the back of this car. So even after an entire movie, same message. I guess he just got tired of all the bullshit. They drive off. We roll credits. Did you guys see the post credit scene? No. What happened? When Thanos took the Mind Stone out of Michael's forehead. Oh. Who cares if you lose the game? You got this off your chest. I mean, it's just one night of bar trivia. Ooh. One night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us. Trivia is sacrosanct. Pathetically low amount of trivia is sacrosanct. It's pretty good, though. Okay. The name of the diner is Paradise Falls, a reference to the changing nature of God's attitude to man and the nature of angels from protectors to destroyers. Also a reference to Paradise Lost by John Milton, where it describes the fall of Satan to earth and the war between angels and men. I'm going to jump right to this because I don't want Mace to usurp this bit of trivia. The police car in the beginning of the movie is number 1127. This is known as the angel number in various spirituality circles. Oh boy, 1111. Here we go. 1127, Zach. You're going to start posting that? Oh, you bet your ass. <laughs> but close friends only. In real life, Paul Bettany is an atheist, while Quaid is Christian, the opposite of their characters. What? In 2014, Sci-Fi Network launched a television series called Dominion that is set 25 years after the events in Legion. In 2015, after two seasons, Sci-Fi canceled the series. I don't want to watch it if Bettany's not in it. He's not. This casting note I have here. Now. Jeep, if Michael is to be believed, is only 20. <laughs> That's how it feels in Tokyo Drift and Furious 7. Paul Bettany did the film because he got to play with guns and got to be the good guy in an action film for once. I'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant, something that uh, may benefit mankind. And if you would devise something that's groundbreaking, I guarantee you a A in this course. Oh, well, hold on, man. You following me? You can't, you can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Louis Pinnock Accent Award. So, yes, Lucas Black is up here as Jeep, even though that's just how he talks. That's his voice, yeah. Dennis Quaid is Bob with his accent struggling, going in and out. It's so in and out. Trying to match Lucas Black. And then Kevin Durand is Gabriel 
Dune British to match Paul Bettany. Kevin Durant, much like his alter ego, Nick Cage, really threw all it in into his efforts to become the character. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant, Louis Pinnock. I want to give it to Dennis Quaid, but I think Lou Pinnock is definitely Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, I don't even know if you could say Dennis Quaid tried. It's so half-assed. It's like they asked him to do it, and he said, really? And then he did it, and as I see, it doesn't work. And then just, you know, went back to doing it the way he wants to do it from the beginning. Let's show him who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah, Yeah, we got soul. Horseman Exposition. This movie is pregnant with exposition. There's a crap ton of Cobra formula. Pop entertainment talk. Let me put in the argument for poppy talk. Mm -hmm. Not only is there poppy talk throughout with each one. It's a veritable battle jam of poppy talk. Oh, there's another category. Sorry. What? (laughs) Man. There's also banter. There's some banter there too. There's a good amount of banter, but there's a lot of... Bingo, but it's all coming from the same source, yeah. so I don't know if that... Yeah, I think that's going to be covered later. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> that would just be my guess. I think it's poppy talk. I mean, poppy talk and exposition are really hand in hand here. Also, when you think about it, the thing that puts poppy talk over the edge, God is everyone's father. Yeah. He's our father. Who art in heaven. How will be, be thy, thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Pop entertainment talk is the five horsemen. <laughs> trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Why are you reciting it like it's the cinephobe? <laughs> and leave us not into temptation, but leave five star reviews. <laughs> leave five star reviews. Amen. All right. So poppy talk. Poppy talk. Yeah. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ass on, ass off. Teddy Rex. Moosey Teddy Rex, Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fucking ass off. Ass on, fucking ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. Lucas Black. Dennis Quaid is Bob. Lucas Black. Has some moments, but yeah. Lucas Black. Black. <laughs> He's an all-timer, folks. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He doesn't know because he thought he was ass off at some point. Yeah, because I thought it was ass off for the entire movie. I was watching it like, this guy's killing. Whether he is a kid learning how to drift in fucking Tokyo, whether he is a quarterback for a high school football team in Texas, whether he is a cop in New Orleans. He gets put in some situations where I'm like, okay, when he's Winchell in Friday Night Lights, I'm like, all right. It makes sense there, yes. This is the least assuming person to become the starting quarterback of this team. And here it's like, okay, this is a total chump who is in love with a pregnant woman. She doesn't even like him at all. It's him, Lucas Black. Fuck you. Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. I had Jeanette Miller as Gladys Foster. Oh, she's great. I had Charles S. Dutton as Percy, and I had Kevin Durand as Gabriel. I would throw Tyrese in there. I would throw Paul Bettany in there. This is a massive performance. I was going to say, are you guys out of your minds? Is there anyone 
who comes even close to Paul Bettany in this movie. You're in love right now, so you cannot be trusted here. Yeah, you're sick of fancy with Paul Bettany is bananas. Yeah, you are geeking out over him. You're fanning yourself. You're Constanza in this whole thing. Like Tyrese, Dutton, Gladys, Duran, they're all really fucking great in this movie. They are, but man, Bettany? I think it's more of a race between Dutton and and Tyrese than it is Bettany and anybody else. No, Bettany is far and away to me. There were two people I literally got excited every time they came on the screen. One is Bettany, and two is Jeep. <laughs> every time. I'm like, here we go. Not strengthening your case. By <laughs> saying that it's those two and then everybody else. Oh, I'm sticking with Bettany. I don't know what to do here, man. It's definitely not Paul Bettany to me. Dude, come on. I think it's Dutton. When he looks back and he says, have faith. They're like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, what he's done to you in this movie is the same thing that the Jurassic Park 3 trailer did to me. With like, it's a birdcage. There's more tension with the mean and Paul Bettany than with oh my Gabriel and Michael. Possessed by what? Demons? No. Angels. Yeah, we get it. You like that line from the trailer. You like Cobra formula. We get it. Wait, hold on. Her. Why me? Because your child is the only hope of humanity okay. surviving. Yes. Keep saying lines that he says. But believe me, something much worse is on the way. Oh, come on, man. He kills it every single time. No, man. My personal vote was for Gladys, but... I'll go with Charles S. Dutton as Percy. Yeah, it's Dutton. You know you know me, man. I'm no stranger to voting for the black guy. <laughs> yeah, what's happening here? What is the film Blanc is happening here where we're the ones voting for the black guy, you're the one voting for the white guy? Bettany carried the fucking movie, that's what. I promise he didn't. Okay. What? <laughs> I promise he did not. Every time he's out there with the guns and shit? He didn't even go with Kimbo. Come on, man. He was... Pretty bad with the guns. Yeah. He used a rocket launcher on a fucking minivan. There's a reason he's trying to become an action star, because he's a fucking British stage actor. That's who he is. I know what's happening here. Yeah, I get what you guys are doing. All right. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like baseball mitt like a glove i hope golden dumpster nominees i said your fucking baby's gonna burn <laughs> yeah gladys attacking everyone and freaking out at the diner i don't care how long she's been dead that bitch just walked on the scene michael talking about blowing your hand off and everyone looking at percy <laughs> the fuck you looking at me for tyrese calling the archangel michael white boy when Sandra gets shot in the head, fumbles the baby, and Jeep makes a diving catch. Yeah. And Gabriel's customized <laughs> mechanical mace. Also, I know I just said it, but possessed by what? Demons? No. Dramatic pause. Angels. You're like nine times for saying that this episode. <laughs> nine times. That's just fine, Bob. He doesn't believe in you either. DQ taking a big drag of the cigarette and say, fuck it. Also, DQ going, sorry, we're out of business. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Bettany going outside, kicking the shit out of the one demon, and then turning the gas line into a flamethrower. He does come with that fucking front. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I know where I'm going. Yeah, what do you got? It's the immaculate reception. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Sweep it. Sweep it. I had so many that I wanted to pick for that it's 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 jeep <laughs> catching all right well i mean you picked it motherfucker motherfucker 
Boba file. I watched this movie when it came out. I haven't watched it since. So rewatching it definitely brought back some memories and created some new ones. I was interested. I was not bored at any point during this movie. Towards the end, it got slow and, you know, it, it lost some steam, but I was still engaged. And again, Bettany to me carried this shit. He was charismatic, he was cool. Uh, he delivered his life. He never, he was unflappable other than the time where he like bust a nut after he got like poked in the ribs. <laughs> other than that, he was like fucking uh, uh, so in control. It felt like watching like Chris Paul control a game. Um, the supporting cast was strong. Jeep made me laugh every single time. Guys, the only thing I was disappointed about in this movie is we didn't get guns akimbo. I felt like they really dropped the ball on that one. Other than that, this is a file. I'd never seen this movie. I never thought about watching this movie. I thought it was a dumb comic book movie. I had no idea what it was about. I would have never watched this movie on my own. The rest of my life, I would have never like been like, you know what? I'm going to check out Legion. Absolutely not. When we were about eight minutes in, I'm like, I have, so, there's so much happening right now. And I'm eight minutes into this movie. And I was blown away by how entertaining this movie is, how good the performances are, how good the banter and the Cobra formula and the exposition and the poppy talk. Like, this is a cinephobe movie. Yes. It is, I would argue, like one of the 10 most quintessential cinephobe movies in terms of just what it is. Yes. It's a file. It is a surprising file. I thought I was going to hate this when Amin picked this last week. I thought I was going to be so against this and I was just going to have to fight through it and eventually just phobe it. This is such an incredible file to me. Zach, I just want to point out, you know, what makes it a quintessential cinephobe movie is the same thing that we all picked up on is that it has a very 80s vibe about it like it, 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 I saw a surprise they still make movies like this or they made movies like this all the way up until 2010 so that's what's happening there maze well yeah sweep it you fucking coward take a little maximum overdrive you splash in a little bit of terminator you add a little bible but kind of a salty salty bible like someone who grew up a real salty bible religious and then had a reckoning at some point and decided, you know what? Mm-hmm. Been there. Maybe God is just tired of all the bullshit. Tired of all the bullshit. I phobed Maximum Overdrive, and this movie had me wishing that it was Maximum Overdrive. What? I like the grandma scene. I remember that from the trailer. And then there's a whole lot of sitting around and everybody talking about their dad. And it's incredibly dull and the writing is really really bad and the action is really really bad i was captivated during this entire movie there's not one moment where i thought this is dull or boring edge of my seat edge of your seat edge of my seat as well when they're all just standing outside waiting for no reason to not attack yeah it was thrilling it's an easy phobe phobe it what dude I thought this was going to be such a file sweep when I was done watching this. I thought for sure, like you guys, I thought it was an easy file. because again, it's it's got all the the beats of a cinephobe classic. And by the way, this episode we had so much fun recording it. When's the last time so much fun? We didn't fight. We didn't argue. It was just I almost peed. Kumbaya today, man. Wow, I'm shocked. Well, I'm shocked too. Film noir. Yeah, it's film noir right there. Make sure you're getting us your Lewis Pinnock Award, your Five Horsemen, your Ass on Ass Off, your Golden Dumpster, and your Fober File at Talk Hoops, at Darth Amin, at Corn Puzzle, at Levitard Show on ye old Twitter machine. Next time we make love, 
So, Zach, you're up next. What's your pick? I feel like doing the old uh, switcheroo here, guys. You teased this. You said you got something that's going to stretch the imagination or some shit like that. I don't know. Zach wants to do priests now that he's so high off of Legion. Is that what's going on? If I wasn't going to pull this move, I might try that. But something got left out there right in the open. And it started to fall to the ground. And like Lucas Black... I am slow-mo diving through the air <laughs> and I am catching this beautiful baby that is bullshit. What? Bull fucking shit. No way. What? No, it's a No, no. We're not no. doing it for the fucking guest pick. No, 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 no. Fuck you guys. No, no. No. What? You do you guys fucked with fuck me with on uh, Judge Dredd. Mike Ryan fucked you. You fucked yourself and you won't take accountability for it. You fucked me on fucking what was the other one? Uh, Super Troopers. You fucked me on Judge Dredd, Super Troopers, and then even we said we're gonna save it for goddamn um Kurt Schilling. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Now that is a show. You know what? what? You know what? All right. I will pull back. We will save it for Kurt Schilling. <laughs> I'm blown away by a means reaction here. This is really curious. No, right, no, right, fuck right, you. Right, no, right, what right, are you right, blown right, away hold on, by? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold you fuck with me all the time. Why are you going to ruin a good episode, man? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. We had a great vibe in this episode. All right. I don't want to do this. I know. All right. Okay. 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 I pull it back. I'll let the baby fall to the ground and splatter. Okay. They won't splatter. It's not a, oh, right. it's not a real baby. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Clatter to the ground. Then let me go to my next pick as a devout Catholic. Someone who's been an altar boy and someone who's been baptized and confirmed and, you know, done uh, confession and all that stuff, right? All the, all, the, all the staples of Catholicism. 13 years of Catholic school. I got to ask you guys some questions, okay? For it to be a Catholic movie, you probably need like a pretty important symbol of Catholicism. Yeah. I mean, in Legion, all you needed was, you know, an archangel named Michael and Gabriel. We had God, even though he was like, uh, he's like Coolio. He just, he didn't appear. Maze, your movie is the loosest Catholicism so far of this month, okay? He's a monk. He's a Catholic monk. Barely part of the story. It's a wrestling movie. Yes. Also, you know what's higher than being a monk? Being a fucking archangel, motherfucker. All right. We need a big symbol of Catholicism, okay? I got that in this movie. Would you say that, like, the setting of the movie needs to be highly Catholic. Yeah, like a monastery. Okay, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Or heaven. <laughs> Again, heaven trumps fucking monastery. That looked like the angel's locker room. <laughs> Are they snapping towels? Oh, I, lo I love, man, I'm such a good towel snapper. Okay, so need the setting to be Catholic, right? Well, the city of this movie, the number one denomination in that city is Catholicism. This is the Vatican. Is this, are you going city of angels? What are you doing here? Number three on my list of what, of what it needs to be. I need a very important plot point of people to be Catholic, right? What? I don't know if you guys know this. What in the fucking Nick Sirianni did you just say? Can you repeat that? I need the people involved, a major plot point to be highly Catholic. Okay. Did you know that Haitians, the official denomination of Haiti, is Catholicism. Do you know that? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, my, my college roommate was Haitian. So we've checked off the list of a major plot point being rooted in Catholicism. The setting 
being rooted in Catholicism. We haven't checked any of them off because you haven't said what you're doing. Right. And we need a major symbol, like a cross, like a cross that maybe at some point people start burning. A cross with type 2 diabetes. <laughs> type 2 diabetes. Maybe that city needs to be Miami. The number one denomination is Catholicism. The Haitian people are a major plot point in the movie that I'm picking, the very Catholic Bad Boys 2. What the fuck? Yeah. Bad Boys 2, motherfucker. It is Catholic enough, especially compared to what Nacho Libre was. It's Catholic enough. You know what? That's my wild card. That's my wild card. I'm going to allow it. That's my wild card. <laughs> Strangely, you sold me. Eat shit, Maze. Bad Boys 2. Picked. Do it for bad boy. <laughs> we do it for fun. Dun, dun, dun. We do it for fun. Oh, where are you from? Oh, what your name is? Oh, where are you from? None of us can be gay with. Oh, where are you from? Is that your ass in your mama head, reindeer? I got the fucking device of one. I'm coming to come with home. I'm coming to come with home. I'm coming to come with home. My no nose, my no nose. I can't tell. I want you to do that for the entire episode. Just just fade it down. She could tell feathers. Is that your ass or your mama have reindeer? I've never understood that line. Yeah, like it's like she's a quarter reindeer, right? Her mom was half reindeer. Right, so she's a quarter reindeer, but it's all her ass. Yeah, and her, gra- her grandmother was full reindeer. I've never looked at a reindeer's ass. Does reindeer have a have a nice ass? Oh, man. 